Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the big news that every adult in the U.S. should be eligible to get a COVID vaccine in two weeks as 31 states have already started vaccinating Americans 16 and older. President Biden touts 150 million vaccinations but says we're still in a life-and-death race with the coronavirus. We aren't the finish line. We still have a lot of work to do. Why one doctor says real immunity can't happen without vaccinating young people. Could your college kid be required to get a shot before going back to school? Plus the warning tonight about long-term health issues from the pandemic. Military base shooting. The mystery tonight. Why did a Navy medic open fire injuring two sailors? Blunt testimony. An expert witness tells the jury Derek Chauvin used excessive force when he kept his knee on George Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. Voting rights fallout. With Major League Baseball moving its all-star game out of Georgia, we'll take a deeper look at the state's new voting law, the bad and the good. Why experts tell us Texas will be the next battleground. Border crisis, the revealing moment we asked students in Guatemala, who wants to come to the U.S.? All of you would like to go to the United States. Frantic rescue, incredible video of a helicopter rushing to save the crew before their cargo ship almost capsized. And superhero kids, one woman's prescription for fighting serious childhood illnesses. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news and that accelerated timeline for all Americans 18 and older to be eligible for a vaccine. Tonight, President Biden says two weeks from now on April 19th, COVID shots will be available to everyone, saying adults will no longer have to worry whether they meet age or health requirements in order to schedule a vaccine appointment. But the announcement comes with a stark warning from the president that too many Americans think the country is, quote, at the finish line already and are aren't following those CDC guidelines. Well, President Biden says that is leading to a concerning new increase in infections nationwide, made worse by those highly contagious variants of the virus. Tonight, the president says he's asking the country to hold out until July 4th, warning there will be more death, disease and misery if people let their guard down now. Well, we've got two reports tonight on the president's new timeline for vaccinations and on that surge of infections nationwide. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is going to lead us off from the White House. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. Most states are already on pace to meet that deadline in just under two weeks, thanks to growing vaccine supply and easier access to vaccination sites. But the encouraging news from here at the White House tonight comes with a warning. COVID infection rates are spiking in states beginning to relax their restrictions. President Biden today doing everything he personally can to get people vaccinated. You want to hold my hand? (laughs) (laughs) And issuing a warning if Americans aren't vaccinated quickly enough. We're still in a life and death race against this virus. New variants of the virus are spreading and they're moving quickly. Cases are going back up. The president's announcement that April 19th is the new eligibility date for all adult Americans comes as many states have lifted COVID restrictions and cases are spiking among young people. The virus is spreading because we have too many people who've seen the end in sight think we're at the finish line already. But let me be deadly earnest with you. We aren't. The U.S. is currently averaging about 3 million doses a day, up from a million in January. And 63 million people are now fully vaccinated. But Mr. Biden urged patience. We're not even halfway through vaccinating over 300 million Americans. This is going to take time. Vaccine hesitancy among some pockets of the population is a major concern for the administration. A recent study showed that 45 percent of white evangelical Christians said they won't get vaccinated. The pathway to ending the pandemic runs through the conservative evangelical church. Curtis Chang, who's trying to reverse the trend, said the faithful need to hear less from government officials and more from religious leaders. This is our moment to step up and actually say this is how we ought to think and act around the vaccine. Ed O'Keefe, CBS News, the White House. I'm Nikki Batiste in New York, now one of 31 states vaccinating people as young as 16. We will not get to the point that we have enough people in this country immunized unless children are immunized. As vaccines ramp up, some colleges are cracking down. At least eight now making vaccines a requirement for kids returning to campus this fall. And an immediate concern as restrictions are relaxed, more mass celebrations. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we... At Tuesday's opening day for the Texas Rangers, a packed ballpark. When you see those images, how concerning are they? We're spiking the ball on the on the five yard line. We we're not quite out of this yet. Cases up at least 20 percent in nine states coast to coast. The variant first discovered in the U.K. is now in all 50 states. 
that's more transmissible, it's higher morbidity, uh, higher rate of hospitalizations, and causing a lot of young adults to get sick. Despite that, California's governor setting an ambitious goal to open that state entirely by June. And tonight, experts are sounding the alarm about COVID survivors. The American Heart Association now warning the pandemic could unleash a tsunami of chronic health conditions that could worsen hypertension, diabetes, and heart disease, all making the vaccine rollout even more critical. This moment could not come fast enough for 16-year-old Brianna Justice, who is living with sickle cell anemia. What does this vaccine mean to you? I do wish that I would have gotten gotten it sooner. I was constantly sad. I was depressed. I never want to feel like that again. I never want anybody to feel like that. Here at Lenox Health Greenwich Village in New York, about a dozen teens got their first Pfizer dose today. But a new study shows parents across the U.S. are still divided. Half say they're hesitant to have their child vaccinated. Nora? Nikki Batiste tonight. Thank you. Also tonight, we're learning new details of a horrifying attack in Frederick, Maryland, not far from here. A Navy medic shot two sailors at a business park. He then drove to nearby Fort Detrick, where his rampage came to a violent end. CBS's Jeff Begays has the details. The first shots were fired inside a military storage facility shortly before 8.20 a.m. in this Frederick business park. We have a male subject in an Army-type suit with an AR-15. Investigators say workers ran for cover as the Navy medic, armed with a rifle, shot and wounded two fellow sailors. One of them stumbled into a nearby business. He said he had been shot, he needed our help, and there was an active shooter, and he thinks he is chasing him. The wounded man told Wagner he knew the shooter who was on his way to his base, Fort Detrick, just a 10-minute drive away. Suspect vehicle, black Nissan with Virginia tags. He was able to make it through a manned security checkpoint and then onto base before being confronted by police. They were able to uh, stop him uh, in a parking lot. Uh, he uh, uh, then uh, uh, brandished uh, a weapon, and um, our uh, police department uh, was able to uh, neutralize uh, the subject. The suspect has been identified as 38-year-old Fatahoun Gurma Waldenson Bet. According to his service record, he enlisted in 2012 and has been working as a medic. Does it look like this was a targeted shooting? That's going to be one of the things that uh, we piece together uh, in the hours and days to come. Tonight, investigators are searching the suspect's home, trying to get closer to figuring out why he opened fire in this building behind me. By the way, we did take a look at his service record, and nothing really stands out except that he was given an award for his marksmanship. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. And there is chilling new video that has surfaced today of the man who killed a Capitol Police officer last week. Noah Green is seen buying a $300 knife minutes before the attack. Green rammed his car into two officers outside the Capitol last Friday, then was shot and killed when he lunged at officers with a knife. Officer Billy Evans, who died in the attack, will lie in honor next week in the Capitol Rotunda. We're going to turn to Minneapolis now and more crucial testimony in Derek Chauvin's murder trial. Chauvin's lawyer has claimed that the fired officer did what he was trained to do when he pinned his knee on George Floyd's neck. Well, today, the lieutenant who trained Chauvin told a very different story. Here's CBS's Jamie Yukis. 
more police officers coming no. forward and testifying against one of their own in the Derek Chauvin trial. Sir, is this an MPD-trained neck restraint? No, sir. Has it ever been? Not to my neck restraint? No, sir. <clears throat> Lieutenant Johnny Mercil is a use-of-force instructor with the Minneapolis Police Department. Chauvin attended his training class in 2018. But we don't train uh, leg-neck restraints with the officers in service. We, and as far as my knowledge, we never have. Under cross-examination, Mercil testified that officers are trained to use their knee across a person's back or shoulder. Uh, however, we've cautioned officers that be mindful of the neck area and to look for the shoulder. And the jury heard from use of force expert Sergeant Jody Steiger. Uh, my opinion was that the force was excessive. Steiger is with the Los Angeles Police Department and has worked in some of L.A.'s toughest neighborhoods. Once he was uh, placed in the prone position on the ground, they should have uh, slowed down or, or, or stopped their, their force as well. Meanwhile, a key witness and Floyd's friend, Maurice Hall, made an appearance in court today via Zoom. He was sitting in the SUV with Floyd when officers approached their vehicle last May. Hall's lawyer says her client is refusing to testify about whether he provided drugs to Floyd, fearing self-incrimination. Give this family strength. Today, George Floyd's family and supporters held a prayer service outside the courthouse. But one thing I can tell you, after we get the verdict and we get this conviction, we'll be able to breathe. The prosecution is expected to start calling investigators of the murder case to the stand. We will likely hear testimony about Floyd's drug use as a way to deflate the defense's argument that an overdose and underlying health conditions caused Floyd's death. Nora? Jamie Ukas, thank you. We're going to turn now to a battle between politicians and big business. More than 40 states have proposed or passed new restrictive voting laws, and corporations are being pressured to respond. It's led to Major League Baseball to pull this year's all-star game out of Georgia. We get more now from CBS's Nancy Cordes. Georgia's loss is Colorado's gain. The governor, Jared Polis, said today the all-star game will bring nearly $200 million to his state. Colorado has really knocked one out of the park on this one. MLB's power play infuriated Republicans. I just think it's stupid. They insist the new Georgia law wasn't designed to restrict minority voting. To Major League Baseball, you don't know what you're talking about. But CBS News election law expert David Becker read the Georgia law. His take? And there are some good things in there, like an expansion of early voting. Um, But there are also some things that are really questionable that could be really bad. Basically, highly restricting drop boxes, a criminalization of providing food or beverage to someone waiting in line. Those kinds of things should raise concerns. He says he's even more concerned about a Texas bill that would eliminate drive-through voting and limit voting machines and voting hours. Are these bills reminiscent of the Jim Crow era? Yes. Houston's mayor is urging Texas-based corporations to speak up now. If people remain silent, will these bills pass? Absolutely. President Biden was asked today whether the Masters Golf Tournament should move out of Georgia, too. He called it a tough decision. The best way to deal with this is for Georgia and other states to smarten up. Stop it. Stop it. 
Republicans in Georgia and Texas say they're just trying to improve voter security. But our elections law expert David Becker told us the Texas bill actually makes elections less secure by allowing partisan poll watchers to videotape voters at the ballot box, something that is widely viewed, Nora, as intimidation. This debate is going to continue in the courts, too. Nancy Cordes, thank you. All right, we want to turn now to the crisis at the southern border. The numbers are staggering. 170,000 migrants were apprehended in March. That is 70 percent more than in February. And many are from Central America, where desperate conditions leave them with no good choices. CBS's Manuel Bohorquez continues his reporting from Guatemala. Even though their own government hasn't deemed it safe to return to Kampur, students have started to trickle back into class, learning in the few classrooms spared by back-to-back hurricanes last fall. Raise your hand if you want to... All of you would like to go to the United States. 12-year-old Kendall is one of them. His sister left for Los Angeles a year ago, leaving behind her three children. Why did your sister decide to leave? She left to try to find work. His teacher, Josefina Choc, has worked here for 20 years. This year has been the toughest. They're not good emotionally. More than half a million Central Americans were temporarily or permanently displaced due to last year's hurricane. So two weeks ago, you left here. Francisco Cook made it all the way to Mexico City before he ran out of money to pay smugglers. Back in Guatemala, he says he has few options but to try again. What do you think you'll do? So you think you'll try again? The U.S. government has put out radio messages warning people not to come. So you've heard those ads. Do you think they'll work? Winter Kokba is the mayor for this region. He's asking President Biden to give work visas to his residents. A, a work permit to work and, and come back when they have made their money. So you see that as a better option. It's not just Kampur. Many remote farming communities like this one have suffered the same fate. The scars from the storms still visible, the crops they rely on destroyed. The man who owned this home told me he's run out of options and is considering leaving to the United States. Nora. Manuel Bohorquez, thank you. 2020 was a great year for billionaires. Forbes magazine says Amazon's Jeff Bezos tops its list of richest people at $177 billion. At number two, Tesla's Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg are also in the top five. But get this, Warren Buffett dropped out of the top five for the first time in two decades. But don't worry, he's worth more than $28 billion than last year. The ranks of billionaires grew by more than 30 percent and now includes Kim Kardashian and Bumble CEO, Whitney Wolf heard. And now to a dramatic rescue in the North Sea today, a Dutch cargo ship caught in dangerously high seas, almost capsized, threatening the 12 crew members. A Norwegian Coast Guard helicopter captor raced to the rescue, airlifting most of the crew off the deck, but a few had to be plucked from the sea. Can you imagine? Well, tonight everyone is safe. It's not a fair fight when a young child is forced to battle a serious illness. But a businesswoman figured out a way to even the score by turning the kids into superheroes. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca. Four-year-old Elliot Hill of Georgetown, Texas, has no filter. Superhero? 
or fear. <laughs> but her mom, Jeanette, was very scared when doctors found a lump on Elliot's abdomen last year. It was kidney cancer. She had uh, a nephrectomy, which is removing um, a kidney. She posted Facebook updates on her daughter's progress, and that caught the eye of Allison Schickel. She's just this effervescent, beautiful little soul. The Austin businesswoman makes robes for women recovering from breast cancer. But when she saw Elliot, she designed a superhero robe for a little girl battling big health problems. She immediately put it on and she started running around. It was one of those moments when, when I sit there and go, you know what, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. The superhero hospital robe has a cape, mask, and pockets for medical devices. It's like little things, something fun that doesn't feel like a hospital. Elliot's joy inspired 900 more robes for other kids. She is now cancer-free, but if you ask her, there will always be something special about that robe. Elliot, what superpowers do you have? Beans! Omar Villafranca, CBS News, still frozen. <laughs> I think in Los okay. Angeles. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and Elliot's mom is a real-life Wonder Woman. We've got a big story tomorrow on vaccine passports. Will you need proof you got a vaccine before you can travel? Why some are fiercely opposed. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. See you tomorrow. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.